Okay, there we go. Hi everybody, good morning and welcome. Thanks very much for joining us. So my uh, fabulous guest today is Rebecca Bolton and Rebecca is a registered nutritional therapist and founder of Simple and Clean Nutrition. She works with women aged 35 struggling with hormonal imbalances, supporting them to improve their physical, mental and emotional well-being. And hopefully as we go through uh, the, the conversation today, you'll be able to see the importance of all three of those on, on, on just kind of how we feel and, and our life in general. A mum of two, Rebecca retrained five years ago after spending 12 years working for an IT consultancy. As well as running a successful practice, Rebecca also runs regular classes and workshops to educate women in nutrition and holistic health. She's registered with the British Association of Applied Nutrition and Nutritional Therapy. That's a, a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. And complementary natural healthcare council. I love that all of these councils have got so many words in them. But thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having so, me. Just start, by, I suppose, kind of talking us. So you said they're kind of 12 years from, from IT. So what was the transition from working in an IT consultancy to doing what you're doing now? Well, the transition started after I had my children, basically. I had um, my daughter in my late 20s and I went back to work part time. And my job changed a lot, as it does. But when you go part time, my job was very intensive. I worked away a lot, you know, I stayed away. So when, my, when I went to get part-time, that just changed. And to be honest, it just got really boring and a little bit overwhelming. The kind of, it was admin-based and things like that. And also, you know, my focus had very much changed. When you have a child, your focus changes. And I just fell into the job in the first place after I got back from travelling in my early 20s. And I just thought, you know, this isn't really how I want to spend the rest of my life doing this job. And also at that same time, I was starting to experience quite a lot of changes in my own body. I had another child two years later and I was just not feeling myself at all. I felt really low. I was so tired. Um, you know, I wasn't, I was just eating rubbish all the time. I just didn't seem to have any control over it. I just didn't, I didn't feel like I'd got myself back. And and I went to the doctors, I had loads of tests done to see if there's anything major going on. And it was just told, you know, you're just a mum, you're working, you've got two young kids, it's normal to feel like that. But I didn't feel like what I was feeling was normal, really. And now actually looking back, and I tell this to my clients quite a lot, that it may be normal, but it may be common, but it's not normal. It yeah. just, you know, there's a difference between common and normal. That's not how you're meant to feel. It just is that a lot of people feel like that. So it seems like it's normal. Um, and I was actually reading a magazine and an article came up about, you know, how balancing your hormones and changing your diet could make a real difference to how you felt. And it was a bit of a turning point for me. Um, I started to like think about what I was eating, really making some changes about taking care of myself a little bit more and doing those things. And it really did make a difference. And it kind of switched something in me. And I thought, you know what, I'm, this is fascinating. I'm so interested in this. I started to look at courses and I went on to do a postgrad in nutritional therapy and it's and over time transitioned out of my old job and into doing this full time and yeah it's just been a really big turning point for me and I just absolutely love it. Real. And I think when you've got that kind of passion and you've been able to see the difference in yourself, that does yeah. make such a difference, doesn't it? To it kind does. of help you work but also then how you can relate to your clients. Exactly, yeah, it does make a difference because if you you know a lot of these people feel misunderstood and not by the people in their lives, particularly, yeah. you know, by the partners, by the kids, by the work. They don't feel, so they feel like, you know, there's something wrong with them. And actually, yeah. it's not the case. And there are things that they can do. It's just that 
we people don't talk about it we talk about going on you know contraception pill to help balance our hormones we talk about hrt as you get older but there's not a lot around diet and lifestyle changes and actually that can make a major difference and much more natural obviously than having to Absolutely, kind of yeah chemicals and all those sorts of things as well brilliant now I suppose just picking up there so you said about the the kind of difference between it being common and and the difference between it being normal yeah Uh, probably a lot of us can relate to the fact you know it's just a normal thing it's just what women go through you know you've you've, you're now a mum um you work too hard you're not getting enough sleep you know all of those bits and pieces what would I suppose be your first you obviously challenged that and said you know it's definitely not normal whereas I think you know and I've, I've probably been there and well, I've definitely been there and done it myself you know you go to the doctor they'll say to you it's normal yeah and so you think, okay so I've just got to kind of put up with this forever then so yeah. what was it that was in you that made you challenge that and what would you say to anybody that is then kind of told something is normal rather than common I think what made me challenge it was that you know it didn't feel like that was how people should feel and like you say it is accepted as normal in our society for women to feel like that but something in me was telling me that it wasn't quite right I mean it was having such a big effect on my life I wasn't concentrating at work I was arguing with my partner I didn't have a lot of patience with my children I just didn't like myself I was you know I'd I'd have these reactions and mood swings and I just think who is this person I've not been that person before and I just thought you know there is more to this and I think I am one of those people that I won't just accept that something is right I want to know why things yeah. are happening and what is happening and I've always been interested in biology and physiology anyway so I'd, I suppose it's something in me that just made me challenge it and think a bit more and you know I think sometimes I think it's what I think what bothers me is that you know it's almost like this acceptance that it's okay to feel like that yeah and for women yeah. to feel like that and it's not okay at all it's it's not the way that you should be living your life it's not the way that you should want to live your life and it shouldn't be accepted by everybody around you either but I think it's just something that in society has become the norm and I challenge it because I want other women to know that it doesn't have to be like that and that there are things that they can do and it doesn't have to involve going down a medication route or having you know an, an operation or anything like that to get away from it yeah yeah do you think um because i suppose a, a lot of the symptoms there that you were you were kind of describing really about you know the kind of the mood swings and the tiredness and, and all those different bits and pieces could be i suppose either diagnosed or associated with postnatal depression yes so do you again do you think if if that's something that we're being told is is you know is, is happening to us when in fact it could just be this hormonal imbalance that you were talking about and maybe this you know this kind of nutrition that we need again should we be challenging would you be kind of saying to people to challenge that because again you know a diagnosis of just you know postnatal depression don't worry about it you'll get over it here's some pills is i think what quite a lot of us are being told and what quite a lot of us are experiencing and then of course we don't necessarily talk about it because we don't want to be bad mums we don't want to be bad partners we don't want to seem to you know not be kind of living up to the superwoman syndrome yeah so we should not be able to cope yeah 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 definitely and you know postnatal depression 
in, in my opinion, is linked to your hormones because, you know, your, your body changes so much when you have a baby. And a lot of the work that I do, you know, and people that I work with say that they struggle with, you know, anxiety, depression, low mood, um, overwhelm being a big one of them you know and things like brain fog not being able to concentrate and things like that there's a lot to a lot of your hormones are actually in your brain and are affected by and are affecting the way that you feel and that's what I say you know I say it's not just physical but it's also mental and emotional um issues that are dealt with with your hormones and when you manage those and try to do it naturally it can make a difference to how you feel and not just how you look yeah um, and I think that's important to think about that because I think when people think about diet, they think about losing weight. That is the ultimate thing. But changing your diet can do a lot of other things as well and balancing your hormones being a big one of them. And of course, yes, if you get your hormones balanced, then it's going to have a side effect that you're able to lose weight because when your hormones aren't balanced, you hold on to it. But there's so much more to it than that. You know, having more energy, you feel so much better you sleep better so again you're feeling better it can help with you know your serotonin levels which is your happy hormone it can help with food craving so again that's that's affected by your hormones so like your leptin your ghrelin your hormones that tell you you know when you're hungry when to stop eating all of those kind of things are linked so it is really important to look at it as a whole picture rather than just as one specific thing yeah. And why do you think, I think, you, again, you touched on it there, when we talk about diet, we automatically think it is about, you know, losing weight as opposed to, to feeling better. And I think certainly, I suppose something maybe it just I've, I've picked up on either my Facebook feed, you know, maybe all my friends are doing it or my contacts are doing it or whatever. But I think from, from like a detox perspective, uh, I saw a, a friend of mine had posted a few weeks ago, you know, I'm thinking of doing a detox. What do you think the best one would be? And loads of people immediately kind of jumped on her feet. Oh, you know, you need to do this one. I lost seven pounds on it. I lost 10 pounds on it. I did that. And she's like, I don't want it to lose weight. Yeah. I just feel better. And I think over the years, she's tried uh, like just complete juicing. She's done the kind of no sugar detox. She's done the no gluten detox. You know, <laughs> she's done vegetables. She's, you know, she's done all of this sort of stuff. So when we talk about nutrition, and well-being what impact are things like detoxes or um i suppose kind of really i suppose what i would call like harsh diets you know whether yeah. we're just on shakes or whatever what impact do they have on on our nutrition and genuinely in it with our well-being i think personally i personally believe that they have a negative effect uh -huh. because it's a quick fix mentality which actually when you're going in and out of the quick fix so you're doing the quick fix and then you're back on eating what you were doing before and you're doing it again that has a negative effect on your body it's known yeah. as yo-yo dieting but specifically with detoxes which like you say they're everywhere at the moment it's the latest sort of fad and you now i don't believe that it's necessary to have a specific detox and to spend seven days just juicing and doing nothing without it if you just because you feel a little bit off it I believe that you know the benefits of it are that you take foods out of your diet that you know I wouldn't necessarily recommend that you eat in any way like you said about sugar alcohol caffeine all of those kind of things that you shouldn't be having in excess anyway and um, so there are those benefits but I don't think it's necessary to do it and be you know not eating hardly anything for seven days taking all of these shakes these extra supplements and things like that you know if you're only doing it for seven days and then you just go back to normal what's the point 
there isn't yeah. really one. You're better off focusing on, you know, slowly making changes and introducing more good foods into your diet and cutting out the bad stuff yeah. and making it and changing your habit and your mindset around it rather than focusing specifically on, you know, this seven days is going to make, it's going to change my life. That isn't the case in 99.9% of people um, in my experience. And actually, you know, the focus on the weight loss around it is actually unhealthy as well. It's not, you're not losing weight healthily. Most of it will be water. Some of it will be muscle, you know, you don't want to be losing those kind of things. And that's the kind of, and then you'll be just putting it straight back on again the week after anyway. So that's not a focus that I sort of take with my work. Your body has a natural detoxification process and there, and there are things that you can do to help boost that to make sure that your body is ridding itself of excess hormones and toxins and things that are going around the body. But it doesn't have to be as as extreme as doing a detox. It could be a case of, you know, having a lemon water every morning and that helps to, you know, improve the how your kidneys and your liver work and doing things like that would be more the kind of route that I would go down rather than something like a detox. And I think there's a lot of companies that are sort of plugging it at the moment and therefore it's becoming more and more, you know, they run nine day ones and seven day ones and things like that selling these shakes and supplements and stuff like that and people doing them and yeah they are losing weight and they are feeling better they'll have more energy if you're not eating as much carbs and excess sugar and refined carbohydrates and those kind of things anyway you know if you're introducing more protein into your diet then you're going to feel better but it doesn't necessarily have to be something like that that you do to help you reach those results Uh and they can be quite costly as well can't they i think yeah yeah, they are so and I, again, I think from certainly with with the friends that I've spoken to, the kind of contacts that I've spoken to about detox is sometimes they just want it because I don't know they're they're starting to feel a bit sluggish or they're starting to feel I don't know like they just need a cleanse. Yeah, you know, is, is how it's kind of been described. So what would in again for in, in sort of your opinion and with the work that you do, what would be the best way to kind of have that natural cleanse? or to start that process for us, to, to give us that bit more energy? Well, there's a few steps that I take with it. Um, initially, you know, making sure that you're drinking more water, having some lemon and apple cider vinegar in it, in it will help because they help to boost um, your liver health. They also help to reduce inflammation in your body, which makes you, to feel, makes you feel sluggish. They help with your digestion. So that would be the first start, you know, having that first thing in the morning, in making sure that you're drinking plenty of water throughout the day. Apple cider vinegar, I've never heard of that one. Apple cider vinegar. It's a really natural um, vinegar, basically. But um, you just put like a couple of tablespoons in a glass of water and drink it. But it's, you know, it's good for joint health. It's good for hormone balance. It helps to boost... Wow your enzymes and your gut flora which helps to break down the foods that are going through your body so you digest them better it's got lots of really great things and it's and it's just a very natural thing to do you just need to make sure you get the one with mother because that means it's not an over-processed one and it's got all the goodness still in it okay. um, and then you know instead of focusing on carb-based meals make sure you're focusing on you know the protein like meats and fishes and vegetarian things like pulses nuts yeah. and seeds is the main part of your diet along with healthy fats avocado olive oil coconut oil and just and having lots of vegetables and fruit with that rather than focusing on things like pasta rice that kind yeah. of just reducing the amount of those portions or even cutting them out for a few days can make you feel better because they make you feel sluggish they don't give you energy and um, because if you eat them like small portions and it will give you energy because your body burns 
carbs as energy but the problem is that we eat too many of them and our body doesn't use it up and if we don't use it up it stores us fat so that's kind of why when people go on a low people tend to go on a low carb diet or cut the carbs when they're trying to lose weight because that's the best that's sort of the best way to go about doing it but it's not just about cutting things out it's about what you introduce in that's important you know making sure you're having plenty of vegetables and fruits so that you're getting the vitamins and minerals that you need protein like i said and the healthy fats are really important to help support your body in growth and development so when you're making changes that it's especially important to have those yeah yeah and i I can totally see that again i think when we look at diet you know and i suppose i don't there's probably not many diets that i haven't tried over the years um i suppose until i then started to look at actually what was more a balanced diet for me what works well for my body what doesn't work well for my body absolutely really important point there about it's not just about taking stuff out it's about putting stuff back in because i think again the diet industry and we look at the messages that we're being told it is very much about you know just cut this out you know stop stop eating this and stop eating this but i don't really hear about any introduction to anything yeah it's really confusing because there's so many mixed messages and like you said it really is about you know what works for one person doesn't work for somebody else we're all individuals and that is the approach that i take in my but it's called bio individuality you know everybody's had different experiences in their lives everybody's been brought up eating different things everyone's digestions different your hormones are different you know why would we expect that we'd be able to eat the same diet and get the same results it doesn't work like that and that's re- it's really important to learn to listen to your body i think that people have forgotten to learn to listen to what their body wants and needs we just focus on either weight loss or just getting things as quickly as possible or the things that we enjoy and not thinking about what our body actually needs to nourish it support it so that it can do all of the processes that it needs to do so that we do feel well and you know in both our mental capacity and our physical one and you know there's that's things like you know listening to when you're full up and how much you've had we don't people don't seem to be able to do that anymore recognizing you know when they've had enough food recognizing when their body actually needs to eat people skip meals so much and then tend to binge later on you know that's one of the things that I work on with my clients is learning to listen to your body, learning to, you know, take time over the meals to chew so that, cause it takes a while for your stomach to tell your brain that you've had enough, which is why, you know, you get to the end of the meal and they're like, Oh my God, I've eaten way too much, but you don't realize you're doing it while you're eating. Mm. So I think, you know, being very mindful of the food that you're putting in your body of what you're eating and when you're eating, how you're eating it is a really important step in making changes. And that can be, do you think, have you found, I don't know, this is, you, you sort of said you've been doing this for about five years, but we, we do live very busy lifestyles, don't we? And again, yeah. you know, when I was in the corporate world, I could be in meetings from eight o'clock in the morning until six o'clock at night. Yeah unless somebody kind of went out for a sandwich run, I could get to six o'clock and not have eaten all day, or I've got 20 minutes in between a meeting and I would literally, you know, kind of run next door to, uh, so I think we had M&S next door, but kind of run next door there, pick up as much as I kind of knew was really nice food. Yeah. And then go back and eat it in the meeting. So do you think, 
um you said you know kind of skipping meals or, or then we're kind of binging but do you think our lifestyles associate to, to a lot of that that choice yeah well? absolutely and that i recognize that what you've said because that is exactly what i was doing exactly the life i was living working away from home as well that's quite common nowadays so you don't necessarily have as much control over what you're eating um, and a lot of the work that I do with my clients is around, you know, looking at areas where they might self-sabotage or there might be challenges, you know, how what can they do differently? So, for example, you know, in the morning thinking or the night before thinking, what have I got on the next day? What can I have ready at my desk, in my desk, in my handbag? Um, you know, what choices, if I do have to pop next door to M&S, what would be the better choices that I could make rather than a massive sandwich and a bag of crisps? They yeah. do lots of superfood salads and things like that. And really, I think it is just about changing the way that you think about things and the way and planning in advance makes a big difference, like it does for anything that you do. If yeah. you think about it in advance and you know how you're going to handle a situation, then you are more likely to make the better choices. And there'll always be times where you just can't and you just need to do your best and getting something in your body is the most important thing. But if you're making good choices 90% of the time, it's okay to have the odd break from it. Yeah. And not let that, I suppose, again, not let that kind of guilt set in. Again, I think yeah. I was kind of on the diets before all of my friends that are on and have been on diets you do you know you go out for a meal or maybe you want you know a small piece of chocolate and you've not done necessarily anything to massively sabotage you know maybe you've had an extra glass of wine but then the kind of guilt sets in and that you know you're so, you, you kind of start to you're such a terrible person you've failed your diet there's no yeah. point now kind of doing it so tomorrow you're just going to binge and binge and binge and binge and binge then you'll get back on your diet again on monday and i think that seems to be this repetitive pattern absolutely that has continued to go through but they start you know that that negative self-talk and you you kind of mentioned there about you know with the hormones with the impact on our physical mental and emotional well-being but when we're in that negative self-talk mode surely that can't be any good for for us at all no definitely not and yeah that that is so common and what most people that I get coming to me tend to have gone through that cycle and that's why I don't do diets at all and for me it's all about lifestyle changes because and I do you know if they do what I tend to do is you know people say to me oh I've done this and I've broken it I've done rubbish this week and I'll be like that's one thing you've done what have you done that's positive yeah. look at all the other changes that you've made you know you've done six days where you've done really really well well three months ago you were eating like that every day. Stop beating yourself up and think about the positive things that you've changed. You know, be mindful of the language that you're using when you're talking to yourself. You know, we do a lot of this in business and things, you know, affirmations, thinking about tapping, visualising, all of those kind of things. But actually, you can use it when it comes to your health as well. And, you know, making sure that, you know, you're not just constantly talking to yourself negatively because when you do that, you're on a path for failure, really because you're just never going to be able to accept and believe that you can make the changes and you're just constantly going to be skipping from one thing to the next yeah yeah so with the work that you do and you've you've touched on a couple of times and I know we said in your introduction you've touched on it just briefly there but with our nutrition and with our hormones how can because again we we tend to think more don't we about just our physical you know we've talked about we just want to wait we don't very often talk about, I want to feel better. I want to be able to manage my emotions more. I want to be in a better state of mind. How does the work you do impact then on all of those three areas? How can it impact positively on our physical, mental and our emotional well-being? 
So, I mean, I mentioned that, you know, being able to sleep better and being able to, you know, feel less tired obviously has an impact on those things. But there's a lot more to it than that. I mean, eating the right types of foods can help reduce feelings of anxiety and depression. So if you've managed to balance your hormones through eating the right types of foods, those symptoms can go down. So obviously you're going to feel better about yourself there. It can help with things like brain fog where you're suffering with, you know, um, lack of concentration and focus so that you're able to you know remember things concentrate at work not feel frustrated because you're constantly you know worrying about what you've forgotten or doing things wrong you know it can also affect things like um you know the the way that you feel about yourself so that you're not feeling overwhelmed well I mean overwhelm is a big one that I get with my clients and it's one that I used to feel a lot myself because we're there's so much pressure on women nowadays you know we're expected to be able to do everything we've got to have the fantastic career the perfect house the perfect children you know be you know dressed to the nines all the time looking fantastic and life just isn't really like that and I just think the pressure that's on people nowadays can make a real make you feel overwhelmed and it can make you feel really low mood for me the massive one was the mood swings um be feeling more balanced throughout the day so that my moods weren't just up and down all the time and that can cause a real feeling of overwhelm and of course then you know I was snapping at my partner I was really impatient with the kids I wasn't enjoying the time that I was spending with them and then afterwards I'd be looking back and thinking god I wasn't a very nice person then and you'd feel ashamed you feel guilty so it's that cycle and and you know really eating the right types of foods to help you feel better mentally emotionally those kind of things can make such a difference to all of those things so it's not just about thinking about you know putting the right food in your body it's like what effect does it have on your life have a better relationship with your partner you're focusing more at work you're more patient with your children, you feel better about yourself. Generally, all of those changes can make such a difference to you so that you can live a much better life. Yeah. So more, um, I suppose, just general well-being. Yes. It's not just diet. This is, this is very much well-being. Absolutely. And the changes are not just around food, which I think I said to you before. It's about lifestyle changes, you know, yeah. looking at what time you get to bed, taking time out to recharge, um, you know looking at how you're sleeping about how you're spending your time when you're eating how you're eating what environment you're eating in all of those things can make a real difference yeah bro and is that what you because again we kind of mentioned that you do these these workshops for around holistic health yeah do you, all of those things are kind of covered under that banner of holistic health for you are you in the workshops that yes. you do yeah, that's exactly the kind of things that I talk about when I'm running my workshops. I mean, I do, I do regular sort of master classes online um, the, about once a month normally as part of my Facebook group. I also do live streams and things like that in my Facebook group, on my Facebook page on those kind of things, teaching people about, you know, how to make the changes, not just about the changes that they want to make, but how to go about doing it, how to look at your lifestyle and not just the food and why. Because I just think the whole thing really works together. Mm. And I think so often we, we only sort of look at, at one part of our lives, don't we? You yes. know, it could be we're working too hard, so let's do that. But actually, is there a reason that we're working too hard? Yeah. We'll look at we're not sleeping properly. So <clears throat> we try to fix the sleep, but we don't necessarily associate it with, am I drinking too much? Am I um, not switching off? You know, I, I think for me, I, I stopped sort of using things like phones, laptops, all of that sort of stuff, two hours before I went to bed. Yeah, I tell my clients that. The impact on my sleep was amazing. 
And, you know, because ordinarily I sort of go to bed and lay there for hours and I'm still thinking about what I've just seen or what I've just said or, or this, that and the other. But yeah. just switching off. So, you know, after eight o'clock, so, you know, sometimes seven o'clock at night, there's no electronic equipment. And that just makes such a difference. But we don't necessarily associate it with that. You know, and I, again, I know a lot of people, well, I'm not sleeping. So I've started taking some herbal sleeping tablets or I've been to the doctor to get some sleeping tablets. And I think so often we turn to those things without looking at what the bigger impact is. Yeah, I think it's easier to try and fix the things in the short term than deal with the the cause of it in the first place. Yeah, and that, yeah again, it's a lot of the, the work that I do is very much around you know, finding out what the underlying cause and problem is rather than just trying to fix it with a solution. Because that's, again, short-term fixes, not long-term ones. You need to know why and what's going on rather than just what you need to do to stop it. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, uh, I suppose a few, a couple more questions and then <clears throat> we'll ask how people can get in contact with you. But again, we've spoken very much, I think you mentioned it, you've mentioned it once as, as we've been talking through, but again, when we talk about nutrition or we talk about diets, nine times out of 10, we focus purely on the foods that we're eating. Yeah. And not necessarily the drinks. So again, I know I've got a lot of people in my life <laughs> that, you know, constantly on a diet but we'll get through a bottle of wine every night and then wonder why they're not losing any weight yeah. or guy, guy friends of mine that will moan, you know, they can't get their summer shorts on, but you know, four or five pints a night after work and, and all those sorts of things. So yeah. what difference or, or, you know, I suppose I think the majority of us will probably know the impact that alcohol has on our body, but from a nutritional perspective, what is that doing to us? And again, from our, not just our physical, but also our mental and emotional well-being, because, you know, we talk about caffeine, we talk about alcohol, all those sorts of things. What's that doing to us? So that's sort of classed in a group of what I call stimulants, but alcohol specifically, um, obviously there's the calories that you're drinking in the alcohol, which are going to make a difference if you're trying to lose weight. Although I don't focus specifically on calories, because when you change the way you eat, you tend to not eat as many anyway. Um, it is going to have a big impact if you're having a glass of, you know, three four glasses of wine every night. It's gonna, you're never going to be able to lose weight. But it also actually stops your body from burning fat and blocks it from burning fat. So it's kind of a bit of a double whammy impact not just the calories but also that it's blocking what's happening and also you know once you've had a few glasses of wine you go in for the snacks you don't have as much self-control over what you're eating so there's that again as well and you know it makes you feel fuzzy headed it yeah. does kill your brain cells so it you know it can actually you know some people actually find that they feel really really low whether it's on the night or it's the next day and yeah stopping drinking as much can have a really big impact on their mental health and well-being um, so it's lots of things together I mean I, what I tend to say is you know I find that when people feel deprived then they go on a bit of a cycle where they tend to like cut it out for a bit but then they'll just go completely mad on it so if it is something that you enjoy then I, I just tend to suggest to people initially that they just gradually cut down rather than cut it out completely um, and you know actually having something like red wine a couple of glasses every now and again isn't is actually got some good positive benefits it's when we have too much then it yeah. becomes a problem um, so thinking about you know how much you're having how often you're having it your liver needs a break at least two days together every week 
um, yeah. to be able to detoxify properly. So you're blocking your hormones and the toxins being released from your body as well as adding more in. So there's a lot going on when you're having a drink. And like you say, you know, people don't necessarily think about it. They'll diet all day and then just go out and binge drinking. Does that also have an impact on our sleep patterns? Because again, I know, you Absolutely, know, if I, yeah. when I, you know, I say all the time, but when I used to go out with the girls, and we'd have a few drinks. My sleep that night would be absolutely awful. And I wouldn't necessarily, again, I wasn't registering the fact that it was the alcohol that was having that impact. I was, you know, well, I must, maybe I was just overtired because I've stayed out a bit later than I yeah. ordinarily I never associated it with drinking until I stopped drinking. And even if I was coming in at two o'clock in the morning, I was still sleeping brilliantly. Yeah, it really affects your quality of sleep. So you might sleep, but you don't sleep well and you still feel exhausted the next day. So again, it has a knock-on effect for the rest of the next day, which again will make you make different choices with your food, will make you a bit grumpy. We all recognise it, we've all been there. <laughs> Just typical hangover we pass out. Yes. <laughs> go through what we need to do it also dehydrates your body as well so you know your body really needs um to be hydrated because yeah. one of the reasons is that you know it really affects your adrenals which is your stress hormones and your body if your body's dehydrated it recognizes it as a source of stress so it will release cortisol adrenaline to help give you a boost but when we're releasing that chronically and doing it regularly rather than just in short bursts like our bodies were designed to that can have a real impact on your physical and mental health as well okay and you mentioned there about you kind of class uh, things like coffee and stuff as stimulants what what difference yeah. do they have for us they they well they give you a short-term boost um so when i'm talking about stimulants i'm talking about you know coke um yeah. busy drinks which have it in as well caffeine um of all kinds and then that's like energy drinks as well as coffee and things like that sugar all give you a short-term boost but what they do is you they they bring your blood sugar levels straight up so they give you that initial boost but they don't sustain them so they come crashing back down again so that's when you need another one to get you going so yeah. you're going on this roller coaster throughout the day and you know that can affect you physically because it makes you feel tired it makes you feel grumpy it makes you feel you know really hungry and craving bad foods but it also just makes you feel really really low and crap about yourself yeah. um so you know trying to balance your blood sugars is one of the first steps that i take and that is you know reducing stimulants in your diet reducing even like things like refined carbohydrates like white bread pasta those actually turn into sugar in your body and have the same effect which is why people suggest taking those out when they're trying to lose weight and you know change the way that you're eating yeah. but then they're not necessarily replacing them with anything else that gives them the nutritional value no they... <laughs> no that's the problem <laughs> so you and again we, we said in your intro here about you tend to or your, your client base really your ideal client base are kind of women age 35 plus yeah and is there magic about that kind of 30, 35 yeah the reason being it's not just that i'm ageist <laughs> <laughs> and i'm over 35 myself um basically your hormones start to fluctuate at 35 is the sort of youngest type of age that you tend to get it and that's when your body's starting to prepare itself for the menopause so you're coming out of your childbearing years so your estrogen and your progesterone levels are starting to decline and fluctuate and that's when you start to get the symptoms like feeling more fatigue like the sort of mood swings become more severe hot flushes come on later on weight gain we tend to gain more weight because estrogen 
when it's dominant in our body to progesterone helps makes us hold on to weight our cortisol levels are all over the place so it's just at that age that things start to change so i focus on that area because that's when i tend to find that people are struggling more finding that they don't know you know what what to do about the changes that are happening in their body they're feeling overwhelmed by it and you know like we talked about there's a lot of confusion and i think when we reach that sort of age we're starting to think you know what i don't want to be on this diet anymore yeah enough of this i want to change the way that i feel not just the way that i look and and that's genuinely towards the sort of late 30s early 40s is when i tend to start seeing major changes in in your body and that's why that area is specifically what I focus on. Yeah. And do you think, again, I suppose going back to what you said about normal, so I'm, I am 35, 36 next month, but again, I did start to notice differences, but actually I think sort of 34, 35 for me was when I stopped dieting. Yeah. It was I did want to feel better. And, you know, my mum lost lots of weight with a particular slimming brand, but now <laughs> kind of up every time that she puts a pound on and you know she's still going even though you know she lost kind of five stone on it she looks amazing but even with me you know she's like well you need you know you need to come back to class with me you need to do this you need to do that and I just thought I cannot sit in that group of people where you know all you know beating themselves up because they've eaten an entire packet of biscuits and wonder why they put pound that you know why get to the root cause and I think again probably with the stuff that I do around sort of mindset and how our brains work get to the issue of why you're eating the packet of biscuits in the first place instead of beating yourself up when you've eaten them and I physically couldn't yeah. go back in the environment and again I think for me it was I just wanted to feel better and I think you know like you said I noticed I was getting more tired I had weight in places that I've never had weight before you know started to put a lot kind of around my stomach I've never had a belly I've always had kind of bum and thighs and you know yes mood swings and not sleeping properly and you know kind of what what's going on but again you know what you said at the beginning about the difference between common and normal everyone I spoke to was going through exactly the same thing and so we all just put it down to it's normal yeah I want to do something different about it you know so I, I did you know stop stop drinking alcohol made sure I was turning my electron you know electrics off before I went to bed so I was sleeping better and I think like you said then making better choices because I'd had a better night's sleep I was then making better choices about what I ate the day yeah. after as opposed to I'm feeling really rubbish because I think you know certainly for me I've recognized when I'm feeling rubbish I want the chocolate or the crisps or you know all the stuff that's not right for me whereas actually when I'm feeling better I want a nice salad I want my muesli for breakfast I want you know the almond milk and you know all that sort of stuff so I just make better decisions absolutely that's so true and um, and that's exactly you know sort of the where the pattern of where i was at at a very yeah. similar age to you as well um, and you know it's i just find it fascinating that you know this the effect that hormones have because actually they only secrete in very very small tiny tiny little um, amounts at a time but they have such a big effect on so many different processes in your body that people don't realize and when we talk about you know food and and the effect that food's having on our body we don't think about how it affects our hormones you might think about your food intolerances you know if you're eating something that's making you feel bad and things like that but people don't necessarily associate what they're eating with how well they're feeling as a woman in yeah. their own bodies yeah and so i think there's probably lots more and i'm sure you're doing great work with the stuff that you do but in terms of getting that message out there yeah getting us mm -hmm. i suppose like like you said earlier getting us to listen to what our bodies are telling us 
rather than ignoring those warning signs and thinking it's yeah. something, to something else. Yeah, we're just way too busy to listen to what our bodies tell us because we think our mind are telling us that we need to do something else is part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I'm sure thank lots of people me. <laughs> How can people get in contact with you if they want to find out more? And you said about these uh, sort of monthly programs that you do so i do free masterclasses and webinars on a regular on, on a sort of monthly basis and you can find information about those on my facebook page and on my facebook group i use my facebook group a lot i'm in there daily and that's the um, hormonal health support group on facebook um, and i also have a facebook page called simple and clean nutrition with rebecca bolton so you'll know that it's me on there and i also have a website um which is www.simpleandcleannutrition.co.uk and they're the best places to find me i have you know free resources and things that if you sign up via my group there's a link in there that you'll also get sent out lots of information on those kind of things as well so you know lots of places that you can find out about it brilliant Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. So if anybody has got any questions, um, head over to uh, Rebecca's group uh, on Facebook or the Facebook page or find her on her website, uh, Simple and Clean Nutrition. Uh, and that's Rebecca Bolton. Um, so thanks ever so much, Rebecca. It's been an absolute pleasure talking Thank to you. you. Um, and uh, I'll speak to you again soon. All right, great. Thank you. Bye. Bye.